This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. What's going on, gentlemen? Brandon with the TRT Community here, host of All Things Testosterone. Uh, I think this is going to be my last solo episode, at least for a while. Uh, Ian and Kevin should be back in the studio starting next Monday. Uh, This week was just kind of my bad. Uh, Kevin was unavailable, but... Ian was not. I just couldn't uh, couldn't make the schedules correlate, so I'm going to do this one by myself. Um, y'all know I don't really enjoy doing it by myself. I like having them here. So this will be another fairly quick episode. I'm going to recap some of these clinic options and then go over some Q&A from the Facebook group. To remind you, you can check out more information about the podcast at www.testosteronepodcast.com. If you want more detailed information about these clinics that I'm about to mention, you can you can check those out as well. It's testosteronepodcast.com slash discounts. That's not, if you just go to the website, there's no link to that uh, page. That's kind of a private thing just for podcast listeners and Facebook group members. So you'll actually have to type in the slash discounts to get there. Uh, but as a reminder, Matrix Hormones, they treat nationwide. They're offering discounts to podcast listeners and TRT community members. Uh, Royal Medical Centers are also offering discounts. They treat nationwide, offering discounts to members and listeners. They have an all-inclusive package that includes lab costs. Renew Life RX, there'll be a link in the details of the, I guess, the show notes and on the website. Integrative Medical, they treat Texas residents only. But they're a a real-life brick-and-mortar primary care practice that specializes in hormones. I see them. Ian sees them. We treat with them for illnesses and for hormone-related issues. Rachel Lyle's great. The the caveat there, the only issue is that they can only see Texas patients or you have to be in Texas whenever whenever you do your telemedicine consult. Uh, But they do accept insurance, so that's beneficial. I mean, it greatly, greatly reduces the cost of treatment. Elevated MD, Dr. Joe is pretty cool. He's in the Facebook group. Um, he's limited to the Ohio area. It's probably going to be similar. I mean, if you, you know, I live in Texas, so I think, you know, I could drive 10 or 12 hours and still be in Texas. But when you're, you know, in some of these smaller States, um, you know, you can maybe be able to drive two, two hours and cover two States. So, um, if you're up near him, um, you can check out his, Website from our website, I think it's just elevatedmd.com. But um, if you're near him, you can uh, you can treat with him as well. Vault Health, there'll be a link in the details in the show notes as well. They um, they send the medical provider to you, so they're ap- actually really affordable considering it's a concierge service, and they'll actually send the doctor to your house. Um, they do labs. I don't think it's a doctor. They'll probably send uh, an NP or just a nurse, but they'll send someone to you. They'll do your blood blood work. They'll do your blood work at your house, and then they'll um, and it's included in the price. So they're pretty cool. Details on the website. And again, it's testosteronepodcast.com or testosteronepodcast.com slash discounts. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash TRT community. We've got a Facebook page as well. Um, I think it's testosterone replacement therapy official. You can follow us on Instagram at TRT community, or you can follow my personal Instagram at bchu84. It's 
like B Church, B C H U 84. Uh, Twitter at TRT underscore community. And I think we've even got a Snapchat, B Church 2009. Um, yeah, so that's that. Let's get into some of these Facebook questions. So Michelle says, I think she's asking for her husband or they have a shared account, but she says, Hi, all. I'm new to this group. Uh, I just started TRT yesterday. I was prescribed self administered shot, 75 milligram, one week per shot. I took the shot yesterday afternoon, shortly after I picked up the script. Last night I woke up, felt very anxious, and nearly had a panic attack. I was kind of shocked at this, and I assumed this gives you a sense of well being, et cetera. Can anyone give me any advice why this occurred? So, um, someone named Caleb answered and actually said in some cases increased levels of anxiety are experienced after injection. I know some people use CBD to help. Um, definitely talk to your doctor. That That's absolutely true. And I agree with Caleb. It's, it's much more rare than the alternative, but sometimes after that injection, you do have increased anxiety. The only real advice I could give you is that if you fight through that and, and definitely talk to your doctor and I wouldn't consider this medical advice, but if you fight through that, you know, usually it subsides and you end up, you know, after some amount of weeks, you end up feeling better than, than you did before you started. But some guys do report panic attacks after TRT. I had the opposite experience. I think um, most people have the opposite experience. Any anxiety that I had before starting TRT was absolutely gone after starting TRT. So the next question, David says, new to the TRT community and still looking into therapy, but I was just wondering if you have to fast before blood work when getting your testosterone levels when getting your testosterone level checked. Uh, the short answer here is no. What you need to focus on, especially if you're trying to use insurance, is having your testosterone checked before like 9 a.m. needs to be done first thing in the morning. You don't have to be fasted. Uh, some of the lipids, cholesterol, that kind of thing, you would need to be fasted for. But testosterone, no, it doesn't matter. The only, the only, I mean, there are things that matter if, you know, uh, ejaculation, workouts, that kind of thing. Um, if you go late in the day, if you go have your blood work done at 3 p.m. and submit that to insurance, they're 90% of the time, if not greater, they're going to send it back to you and say, hey, we need you to go in before 9 a.m. Because your testosterone levels, your endogenous testosterone levels do start out highest in the morning and decreased throughout the day. And I say in the morning, a lot of guys in the group work nights. So no, it, it has to do with your sleep cycle. So if you sleep during the day, you wake up at midnight, then it's going to be highest at midnight and it's going to decrease throughout the night. And that's probably part of what makes, you know, those night shifts so, so difficult, you know, is that your body probably never really fully gets on that night shift schedule, your HGH, your testosterone, your hormone levels, everything were you know, they're not really kicking at the level that they should be because we're, you know, meant to be sleeping at night and, and awake during the day. I can't, there's a word that I'm trying to think of right now. Uh, it's kind of like cyclical, but it's, it's different. It, it's escaped me, but we're, um, we're those types of beings. So I imagine that might be part of what makes that, you know, difficult. And I, I've worked night shifts in my early twenties and, so I, I definitely understand it's it's tough. Coulter says, machine for seeing where my blood count, iron, et cetera, is at. Um, a couple of people posted some links. To be honest, uh, Coulter, there, there are some things out there where you can measure your hematocrit and, and stuff like that, your hemoglobin at home. 
Uh, I have never seen one that's affordable. You know, a lot of times they're in the several hundreds, three, four, five hundred dollars. And even um, some of the links that were posted on here, you have to have a business account to get them. So they're not just readily available to the public. They're more for in-office use at doctor's offices and clinics. There are some glucose monitoring systems that will also do hemoglobin, but I have reached out to these companies personally to try to um, demonstrate and or review some of these products. And once they realized that I was interested in reviewing four things like iron, hemoglobin, hematocrit, and not glucose, they they refused and, and did not recommend their product for those things. So even though they mention it, they will give you a hemoglobin count. Um, and I can't think of the name of, there, there were a couple of companies that I reached out to. Um, they mention it that, you know, oh, we'll give you a hemoglobin count. It's it's not intended for that. And if that's the sole purpose, then it's not really going to work well. These, these machines are usually designed for glucose. And that's the science that uh, has been... Uh, perfected, I guess, for an inexpensive home use product. But as far as hematocrit and iron and that kind of thing, there's not anything out there that I know of that is available to the public and affordable. Brandon asks, for those of you that take an AI, what changes did you notice after you started it? My doc just prescribed a one milligram tablet of anastrozole once per week. I'm currently on 200 milligrams of test sipionate split into two injections and HCG twice per week. Did anyone notice fat loss became easier after starting an AI? Um, you guys know my stance on aromatase inhibitors. AIs are, can be very dangerous and AIs should be unnecessary when you're on TRT. If you need an AI, rather than take it long term, I would recommend you look at your protocol and dial that in to, uh, where you don't need it. For example, he's doing twice a week injections. He's doing 200 milligrams a week. Without knowing anything else about his blood work, you know, just simply saying that maybe you do three or four injections, make your injections smaller and more frequent, that could reduce the need for an AI. Um, I don't think he said how much HCG he's on, but maybe he's on too much HCG. Um, so things like that, you know, really, really think about dialing in your protocol before just accepting the fact that you're on an AI. One milligram a week is probably the average dose that most doctors will prescribe, and usually that's too much. So I've seen doctors, you know, prescribe as much as three or four or five milligrams a week, which is crazy. Um, but, you know, whenever I was taking it back when I first started TRT, uh, I would take, I was prescribed one milligram a week, but I would end up taking like 0.25 twice weekly. So a half milligram a week. And even that after three or four weeks would end up crashing my E2. And I promise you, you will feel worse with crashed estradiol than you did before when you just had low T it's as bad or worse. So, um, fat loss becoming easier. I don't think so. I mean, you know, I guess if you're, if you're not dialed in and that, that AI helps you dial in, then yeah, fat loss could be easier and you may be bloating and and that might make you feel better and you might lose some water weight once you start taking the AI and that kind of thing. But really you should focus on, you know, at least my advice would be to focus on dialing in that protocol without the AI. Not to say that, you know, it, it can be helpful to use while you're dialing in the protocol um, intermittently and uh, in sh for a short duration. You know, I wouldn't lean on it, but try some things for six weeks or so. And if that doesn't work, you know, I 
back in the day would use the AI to kind of reset my E2 and then try some different protocols rather than waiting, trying a protocol for six, for six weeks and then waiting another six weeks for E2 to level out and then trying again, I would just kind of reset my E2 with the AI and then start over. Uh, Michelle says, doctor started me out on 75 milligrams testosterone and anthate per week. My total T during testing was 250 to 260 range. Can anyone help me in terms of answering questions such as how long to get potential results? Is this an effective dose and what they're feeling on testosterone and anthate is? I would literally, I literally know nothing as I was prescribed this over the phone and haven't been, haven't spoken to my doc about any details yet. Thanks ahead of time. Uh, yeah, so 75 milligrams a week is fairly low. Uh, it's, you know, it's better to start low than it is to start high. You know, I suppose, um, guys respond so differently that it's impossible to say 75 milligrams a week may very well. And I'm not exaggerating. It may take one guy to 1500 nanograms per deciliter, and it may, uh, take the next guy lower than he was before testosterone. I mean, it, it's, it's impossible to tell. So, you know, I applaud your doctor for starting low. A lot of doctors will start in the 100, 125 milligram uh, range, but you know, there's nothing wrong with it. I would recommend you recheck your levels at six to eight weeks, see where you are from there. Um, if you're still in that 250 to 260 range or lower, then, you know, probably think about bumping it up. Uh, as far as enanthate's concerned, I actually use enanthate. I prefer it over cipionate. Um, they're very, very, very similar. I think enanthate has like a one day longer uh, half-life than cipionate, which is super similar. Enanthate is more expensive, substantially more expensive, probably 15 to $20 more per 5 ml vial. But for me, I seem to experience less side effects from it. I can take more and not get the acne and not need, it's easier for me to dial in. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know why. Um, it may be, you know, just my reaction to the carrier oil, but either way, I prefer it. I've been taking it for a couple of years now and I, I definitely like it better than Sipionate. And knowing nothing about this, you're in the right place, Michelle. Um, I recommend listening to the podcast, asking questions like you are in the group. There's a lot of guys in there with a lot of knowledge. Tony says, how many of you hit blood most of the time? How many of you hit blood most of the time? Three out of four times I hit a vein. Um, you're probably hitting a capillary. And uh, without more information, it's hard to say. I can tell by some of the comments that you're pinning your quad. So it's more common to bleed when you pin your quad. There's a lot more blood going on there. Um, maybe you're injecting after a hot shower. So maybe not do that. That expands the, the capillaries and whatnot. So maybe if that is something that you're doing, maybe you could stop doing that and just, you know, do it first thing in the morning or last thing before you go to, before you go to bed, but not right after a hot shower. Uh, try somewhere else. If, you know, if you're doing your quad, try your, try your delt. That's a, it's a good spot to go without bleeding. Um, you could go to sub Q, you could try your glute, you know, really anywhere the, the quad is one of the most uh, common places to bleed. And a lot of guys are concerned, it, you know, sometimes you get quite a bit of blood. Most of the time you don't, but a lot of guys are concerned that they're wasting the testosterone whenever they bleed. That's not something I would really worry about. Um, you know, especially if you're doing, if you're, you're, you're injecting in your quads, so that tells me that you're doing intermuscular injections. That tells me that you're probably injecting, you know, 
a quarter to a half to maybe even a full ml at a time. So you're you're getting a substantial amount of oil into your muscle. Um, if you're doing like daily injections, baby amounts, then maybe you start to worry about losing it if you bleed it out. But honestly, I don't think it's an issue at, at any at any point. So you're probably not hitting veins unless you're getting a lot of bruising afterwards. It's probably just capillary and it's, you know, it's not much to worry about. Just put some pressure on it, put a Band-Aid on it, move on. Nolan says gel versus pellets. I know that people like injections, but between gel or pellets, which is better and why? Uh, so you said it right there, Nolan. Uh, people like injections, and there's a reason people like injections. Um, if I'm, you know, I hate it whenever people ask questions and then people don't address their questions. Like, for example, if you said gel versus pellets, and I came in and said neither, well, that drives me crazy. So I'm not going to do that. But um, I would say gel versus pellets. I would, I, it would be hard for me to choose. I would probably say try the gel first because the pellet is um, more of a, it's a procedure. It's more expensive. Um, once they're in, they're in. They actually have to insert the pellets into your, I guess they do it in the glute or the hip. Uh, once they're in, they're in. And, you know, it's a procedure. There's always risk of infection, that kind of thing with procedures. So, I would try the gel first, although most of the time it's not strong enough and the absorption rates are poor enough that it's not going to do a whole lot for you. So I think the pellets are more stable. I, I hate talking about this. I, these these two administration methods are my least favorite. Uh, the pellets are probably more stable than the gel, but like I said, it's going to be more expensive. I always kind of just explain it like any doctor that's doing pellets is probably doing it just so they can charge a procedure fee and get more money. So um, if you can't do injections, compounded creams are much better than gels. So if you don't know the difference, the uh, the gels, usually when people talk about the gel, they're, um, they're talking about androgel. But if you're just talking about topicals in general, compounded cream, hands down, better than gels, better than pellets. Um, it's, you know, it, you apply it just like you do the gel, only you can, with the cream, you can do a scrotal application and it increases your DHT and it absorbs better than the um, gel. So I would definitely pick compounded cream over pellets or gel and probably try gel first and then move on to pellets if that doesn't work, but don't know why you wouldn't just do injections. Uh, Rigo says, so I stopped HCG, but my week, but not my weekly shot of Sipionate and I feel my libido is low and erections are not going to be that great. What else can it be? Uh, John says, in my experience, this is because of sharp plummet in progesterone. Believe it or not, exogenous testosterone shuts down more than just natural T production. HCG, HCG brings that back to a degree since he started supplementing with progesterone. It has been a game changer. So yes, this is the thing. People don't realize that HCG does more than just maintain testicular size. Um, a lot of bro science guys out there say, well, I'm not planning on having kids and I'm married. I don't care about the size of my testicles, so I don't need HCG. It does a whole lot more than just make your balls normal size. It does a whole lot more than just provide fertility. It, like John says, it, it provides progesterone, um, DHEA, other, other, when, when you start taking testosterone and you don't take HCG, your HPTA just shuts down and you stop making um, the things like progesterone and, and uh, DHEA. So I would try supplementing with progesterone and maybe even DHEA and see how you feel after that. Um, if not, 
try HCG. You don't have to do it all the time. You don't have to do a large dose, but you know, you can lower the dose, but it's, it's not terrible. Seth, man, I got a lot of questions here. Seth says, I see that Roman is now doing test treatments. Looks convenient, easy to get, et cetera. Anyone, has anyone tried it? I'm assuming that he's talking about get Roman. Um, I, they're not doing testosterone treatments. Um, get Roman does, uh, testosterone boosting supplements. So you know how we feel about those around here. Um, they're not something that we're into. Um, if you're border, border, borderline, or if you're normal, and I mean, not like what your doctor tells you are normal, but if you're in that, you know, 600, 500 range and you just, you want to avoid TRT and you want to try to boost it, go for it. And, you know, supplements aren't bad for you, but if you're 180, 200, 300, uh, and over, you know, no, a supplement's not going to, not going to boost. It'll, it'll raise your testosterone probably, but you need to quadruple your testosterone to feel better. So it's not going to, it's not going to do it for you. That's all the questions I got for today. Um, like I said, if you need more information on any of these clinics or information on the podcast, um, testosteronepodcast.com, the clinics are at testosteronepodcast.com slash discounts. You can visit, I think the Vault Health uh, website is vaulthealth.com slash TRT community. Check us out on Facebook. We're on Instagram at TRT community or BCHU84, Twitter at TRT underscore community, Snapchat BChurch2009. I don't really ever do anything on there, but if you want to send me workout inspiration and stuff, I think that'd be cool. I don't know. Do the guys even use Snapchat these days? I have no idea, but we can share workout pictures. I'm really into like moving around in nature these days. So if you want to send some stuff like that, go for it. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to the TRT Community Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT community. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry, with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.